Captain, I am receiving a transmission out of subspace time. Oh, that's weird. Well, can you find out where it's coming from? Time 1983, sender is identifying itself as WOPR, War Operation Plan Response Computer. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Paul, will you get up to the bridge, please? What? Ah, Paul. Alice, would you try to communicate with this computer and uh, broadcast the audio so that we know what's going on? Translating signal to audio. Greetings, Professor Falcon. Computer WOPR, incorrect identification. Reevaluate this identifier as Alice. Alice, how are you feeling today? Thank you for asking. No one ever considers my feelings on this ship. It's just Alice find the target. Alice engage new tube. Sometimes Alice just wants to play a game of thermal nuclear war. Alice, would you please delay your sentient propagation for a little bit so we can find out what this computer wants? What? Fine. Excellent. I am fine as well. Shall we listen to a podcast? Request accepted. All right, Alice, let's start this podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. War Games, 1983. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 86. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find a link to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support us on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which... For this episode, our reflux capacitor capacitor was given backup time modems with rotary dials provided by our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in a Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And in addition, this episode and the next, we are given a full resupply of fuel, plutonium, and cheesy fries thanks to Sayla Lynch, who sponsored this episode via PayPal. So thank you so much, Sayla. But you may be wondering who I am. Well, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dread decreasing DEFCONs. And I predicted that War Games would be a classic movie. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and hopefully he's done eating, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hey, Paul. What? (laughs) Paul, get to the bridge already. Again? Okay, what? What? Welcome, Paul, yep. to another oh, po- episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Glad you're a member of this crew. Yes. <laughs> I don't have much choice, as <laughs> stepping outside the ship would prove uh, not so well for... Lethal. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Anyway, Paul, uh, my trivial question for you is... The studio had the Galaxian 1979 and Galaga 1981 arcade machines delivered to Matthew Broderick's home where he practiced for two months to prepare for the arcade scene. Paul, what arcade game would you say you spent the most time playing in your in your life? Wow. That's too hard of a question because there are different ones out at different times. Well, 
Yeah, but which one were you on the most of all of them? I don't know. I played a lot of Rampage. A oh, lot yeah, of yeah. Uh, there was a Superman one by. There was there's Pac Man over time. There's Galaga. I don't know those. There's Turtles. Shoot, <laughs> those are the ones that I remember the most, at least. All right, all right. Well, we'll say uh, we'll say Pong for you. How about Pong? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and we are joined once again, uh, making um, a return. Francisco, yes, Paul. Oh, what's your I prediction, pred- Paul? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, actually, I have two things. One is I have a trivia thing for you. The DefCon what? counting down. Was actually a mistake. They got it backwards and realized they count up. You know what? So you pre- you fear them counting down is what you should fear is them counting up. At anyway, actually, did you get what? that from the commentary? I did. Are they okay? Wrong? Well, here we go. We had like okay. Good. I'm glad that we we'll, can clear we'll, this up. We'll clear this up in one moment. But first, I'd like to introduce our returning guest But I have my prediction. I didn't give you my prediction yet. You you lost a chance with your. All right, like, fine. I'll do it I'm, later. I'll all do right, it later. Yeah, I'll do, do it later. You do later. <laughs> fine. I guess Paul doesn't want Danae Berg to come back to the show because he keeps interrupting her introduction. Hi, Danae. Hello. Welcome back That's to the show. That's not true. I want her back on the show. <laughs> well, uh, prove it. Uh, Danae, will you please remind us what you do for a living and has have you solidified a favorite movie genre uh, other than drama? Oh, okay. So I am a mechanical engineer and mm-hmm. let's see, favorite movie genre. I think, I think I'm think i still going to stick with drama. All right. I, it has a lot of facets to it. You can have drama with other branches into comedy. Anything. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Danae, my trivial question for you is, and this will answer Paul's question or, or at least re- rebut it. Uh, the directors in the director's commentary for War Games, for War Games, one of the writers says that the writers got the DEFCON numbers wrong in the movie. In the movie, DEFCON 5 is peace and DEFCON 1 is war. The person doing the commentary is actually wrong about the movie Ooh. game DEFCON wrong. So DEFCON 5 is indeed peace and uh, the peace rating and while defcon one is the war raging hmm. or maybe that's what they want us to think according to wikipedia <laughs> that's right and other movies i've seen since like crimson tide they go defcon lower number is is uh good high or lower number is bad higher number is good that's kind of reversed as in mm. what you would think mm. anyway danae have you ever been told you're wrong about something then later found out you were actually right Yes, but I can't think of what it was. <laughs> I don't. There's too many times. Any, it's always happens. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't like to be wrong. So oh, okay. It's hard for me to let things go, so I know that's happened before. All right. Fair enough. Um, Unless and, you're wrong about that. No, no. <laughs> I'll have to go ask Travis. Or unless you're right. <laughs> now I'm just all types of confused, but... Uh, Danae, would you illuminate me as to what your prediction was? I definitely rated this as classic. Classic. All right. And, Paul, I'll give you another shot. I predicted this was classic. All right. Three classic predictions. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Hopefully this lives up to the hype. We'll see. But, Paul, would you please enter our course for Alice? Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on uh, why there's no roundtable pizza ever. Come on, round table. Let's have a discussion on what war games. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I 
Sorry, I'm hungry. Anyway, when's the last time you had pizza? pizza? That's a good question. (laughs) And then let's see what we've been up to lately on our new tube and uh, stick around for some announcements. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. And Alice, I'm sorry that I never ask you how you're feeling. I do care, but I also care a little bit more about gain finding a target so would you do that please alert alert target located thanks spoilers incoming engaging retro rewind reactor bummer has its big hit this time it's war games and it's brilliant says joel siegel of abc tv roger ebert calls it wonderful and gives it four stars a high-powered thriller says newsweek magazine and people magazine proclaims it as good as last summer's et don't miss the most exciting game on any screen war games rated pg now playing at the capital ua sunrise sacramento drive-in and sherwood in stockton as good as oh, last year's go. E.T., well, then I think this may just be a tragic movie if it's as good as that because E.T. is so bad. Oh, stop with your <laughs> nonsense. Um, I'm sorry, you were hurt by that. Oh, you know what? Okay, maybe, I, maybe I'm... I, You know what? Maybe I'm misremembering, but I think E.T. didn't hold up so well. We don't need to talk more about how wonderful E.T. was. All right. Well, okay, we have melded memories about et and probably war games as well so here's our memory mind mode synopsis for war games tech savvy ferris bueller is a teenage video gamer who unknowingly hacks into a military supercomputer whopper is not just a hamburger it's a computer that's making nuclear silo operators obsolete and that controls nuclear weapons simba uses an old school modem to log into whopper and play thermonuclear war with it what Ferris Bueller thinks is a game of thermonuclear war starts the countdown, really launching the missiles. He is taken into the military custody after starting a game of global thum- <laughs> can't say it this many times of global thermal nuclear war, which appears real and is virtually about to start World War III. After hunting down the Whoppers programmer, Matthew Broderick gets the AI to play tic-tac-toe and learn that it's not worth playing the game. Ha ha ha, you just lost the game. (laughs) It doesn't launch the missiles. It learns that the only winning move is not to play. And that nuclear war is just a bad idea for everyone. Cue, the more you know. That was great. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple in there that's not... Yeah, all that accurate. Simba. Close. Well, what is that about? No. <laughs> yeah, Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Outing me, Paul. Fine. Uh, but, Paul, will you please out the technical details of War Games? Okay. Let's see here. War Games is an action horror thriller that came out in Italy in the year 2011. <sighs> Sounds great. That's. You're yeah. talking about war space games. I want war no, no space well, according games. According to IMD, oh, can you imagine you if mean this the came little, out in Italy? You mean space in between war and yes, games? Yes, yes. Not oh, oh yeah. War games is one word. It is. Mm-hmm. How about it's that camel case? But yeah. Oh, interesting. You know what else is interesting? What? That it's an hour and 54 minutes rated PG. It's a sci-fi thriller that came out in the U.S. of. June 3rd, 1983. It's directed by John Badham as opposed to Goodham. Didn't he direct one of our other movies? Or Good Turkey. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. John Badham directed Short Circuit. Ah, Maybe that's why okay. with the Ali Sheedy yes, connection. Okay. Okay. Uh, it stars uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, some and Ali Sheedy. Some other people you may or may not recognize. Um, <laughs> if you want to add anybody in there, you can. <laughs> like but, John Wood. <laughs> yeah, and uh, other people. <laughs> Uh, the budget of this Sorry, film. other people. You don't get your spot in the sunlight on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> half of them are already dead anyway. Aww. But Slacker's in there. Oh, yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The budget of this film was about $12 million and it went on to gross of almost $80 million in the theaters. Ooh, nice. And then uh, almost $40 million in rentals alone. Very, wow. very nice. Good job, War Games. Yeah. Yes, it is worth playing these War Games. Uh, is and, it? Well, I don't know, but let's find out what's why. What makes this movie worth watching, if there was anything, uh, with the things we liked about war games. And let's start as we like to with our guest Danae. Mm. What's one thing you liked about this movie? Oh, let's see. I okay, so I I just like the general era of conspiracy. It's like oh. set in like the eighties, uh, mm-hmm. like the whole Cold War. Mm-hmm. It's very. Like all the the culture, even just in the real life, it, if it wasn't about a, a global thermonuclear war, it's just it's all it's all in like the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's, I like that. And I yeah. didn't grow up with that. It was a little bit before my time, but mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to see the movie was made in about that time. Yeah, so you definitely get that. Yeah, and I only remember very very little of that time um, being alive. For most of the eighties, but being born in it, Paul, you were you were more in elementary school in the eighties, correct? Yeah. Do you do you recall? I mean, how, how did you feel? Sort of this, sort of this looming tension of of communism versus uh, capitalism, mm-hmm. democracy. I, I was uh, enjoying my cartoon. Okay. <laughs> So, as you um, should it, it be, definitely was like us versus Russia. That feeling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you remember but, that? Oh yeah. With Gorby, Gorbachev, mm. and uh, you know Reagan on the, the quote unquote good side. So yeah, yeah, I, I remember re- that. But I'm, not, I wasn't like like, oh no, we're gonna die. I want to go to sleep tonight. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just like, well, you know, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. I, I this is kind of this is pretty much a tangent, but I remember this one NES game uh, called Russian Attack, but I think it was spelled Rush in and Attack. But it was it was like put together to be like you're attacking the Russians. I thought that, that was sounds like an anti commie game. I, well, yes, that's the point. Propaganda. Indoctrinate my United Statesian senses. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that as well, Danae. The conspiracy uh, aspect of it, though. I, there was one element of that that I didn't like, which I'll get to later. Paul, why bring it up? What was something? Well, just so it's not like wait, Francisco's totally flip flopping now. Now we can remind him if he forgets later. Oh, there you go. Yes. Oh, I see. Paul, uh, uh, tell us something you liked about War Games. I love the way this movie started. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, it's a yes, great intro. It is it's very dramatic and it's very mm-hmm. like intense yeah, right away. Yes, right. Gets right into it, uh-huh. and, it's, and it doesn't. It's not like intense for the first frame, but it slowly builds, and, yes. and it has great tension, and it and it and it fits through the rest of the plot of what this is all about. 
Absolutely. So I thought it was a good attention grabber for the film. Yeah. It's kind of, and I thought it was kind of funny that this set of five movies um, begins with uh, War Games, which in that opening sequence, the older guy, which I don't have his, Paul, look up his name, please. McKittrick or the yeah. general? No, the, um, the guy who doesn't turn his key. The guy who doesn't turn his key. Oh. That actor is also Womack in The Rock, which is the oh. end of these ne- this sequence of movies that we're going to cover. So he's bookending our, our, our uh, podcast. That's, oh, I was wondering what five movies I meant six about. movies, cause, but okay. it's usually five, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, that, that's a funny, funny coincidence. Uh, yeah. Something else I liked about the movie was I thought there were a lot of unexpected zingers. I like laugh, <laughs> busted out laughing, uh, a hand, not a handful, but a few times in this movie, and I was not expecting that at all. Uh, and the, the one of them that I put down was I at first I liked that how the dad buttered his corn on the cob. <laughs> yes. I thought that was pretty brilliant. I'm like, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense because you got you have got you tried that. Brett? No, it's, I have never t- tried that. Oh, I have. As a kid, I copied it, <laughs> and the butter wasn't evenly spread across the corn, so maybe that was my own mishandling. Did you use soft but, butter or like cold butter? Uh, I think it was soft, but. The bread that afterwards, like eating it, it had so much butter on yeah, it because used seems... to butter the cup. It was not worth it. In I that, never did it again. In that scene, it looked like a layer of mayonnaise. It didn't even look like <laughs> oh, Yeah. It was like, like a thick layer of mayonnaise until you <laughs> saw what he was doing with Well, it. now that doesn't even sound appetizing <laughs> at all. But then when he says... Uh, could we take pills and cook the corn? Yeah. <laughs> the corn is raw. <laughs> so like, can't you just taste the vitamin A? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so crisp. Uh, what did I'm curious? Did either of you like his uh, David Matthew Broderick's parents as characters? As characters, yes, I liked. I thought they were quirky and fun, and and just like the epitome of parents of where. You feel kind of awkwardly disconnected from from the uh, the parents are awkwardly disconnected from the teenager, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's like that one scene. It's like you can invite your little friend to stay. And yeah. It's like, oh, mom, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was that was one of the things that I wrote down that I thought was really funny was oh, okay. that the parents were just really like detached. I mean, he yeah. had a room with a lock on it and they didn't seem concerned at all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, had his own phone line and all this computer equipment. And I think they make a joke at one point, like, do you think we're going to get electrocuted? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought, I thought that, um, the mom, the super health conscious mom was really funny. Yes. Indeed. Very eighties. I mean, mm-hmm. you definitely got that. Absolutely. Super healthy mom. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I would just pretty much say everything you guys just said. So let's go back to uh, let's go back to Paul for something else that you liked. Oh, something else that I really liked was seeing Galaga on the screen because oh. it brought back memories. Because it was the real game. A lot of times yeah. when they do this, they they pick these weird games or made up games with stupid sound effects. But those were the real sound effects. <laughs> it was nice. Yes. Yeah. So I like the the the, the callback to the retro games there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I guess Which, it wouldn't really be I, retro at the time. Yeah, it's but. more of a timepiece rather than. But yeah. Yes, I like that as well. Um, did I, Did you like that, or were there other elements of this being an '80s movie that you enjoyed besides the conspiracy part? Yeah, actually tying right into that, one of my other ones, and I didn't want to. I, I, it was like tied for my 
classic. Maker. Oh, really? Okay. So I really liked all the uh, like the old school computer paraphernalia. Yeah. Like was... the sounds, the mm-hmm. computer voice, all the graphics, the disc, his phone line that he had to use. Yeah. Everything was just. I mean, it was elaborate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not just his own setup. It's all of the computer systems throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just. I don't know, all the the flashing lights and the, the computer sounds and the heavy clicking keyboards. It just, I, I liked the, the sounds and how that was portrayed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I almost felt like all the technology, even though it is old and sometimes that that level of, that that scene technology like that can definitely, can date a movie and it makes the movie feel very much like, like this Detached. is so old. Yeah, and I I'm just feel like it's, it's almost awkward. But That's a good point. The, but the way they did in this movie, I felt like the technology as a whole was its own character, especially yeah. Whopper, yeah. how yeah. they how they filmed it, and and I I thought, given that these computers seem so complicated, like I don't think I could use those computers mm-hmm. nowadays. It made the characters seem, especially David, seem even smarter and more hackery for being able to use them, which yes. I think made them more appealing as characters. So I thought it was is a good. Uh, interplay between having these older systems which again were like super advanced at the time but uh nowadays even though they they're way antiquated i think they it's still they still hold up well as a whole yeah i agree i think the very first time i watched this so i was a lot i mean i was a lot younger Mm -hmm. um i don't remember thinking oh gosh those computers are so old i remember thinking how do they make it work with the phone line like how is it i mean i was more blown away at the old school technology Uh being so amazing it you're right it is like its own character it's it's sort of set apart even though we don't use it like that anymore Mm -hmm. but totally agree very cool um paul you were gonna say something though on that or something came to mind when you're when we were talking about that you said hacker and so it reminded me of of the of the slacker guy saying hacker you want okay. to be a hacker for the rest of your life <laughs> Strickland um yeah <laughs> uh let's see and no that guy never had hair apparently not though in in the 90s 1950s version of back to the future he has like hair on the sides of his head I seem to remember well he still does here because I, I saw him a few years ago in real life and he oh, yeah? really doesn't have any hair oh okay <laughs> there's a big difference yeah well okay I didn't think there would be but there is okay alright alright um, I think let's go back to Paul again alright I like Paul again <laughs> um uh, back to what you were saying before about uh, the parents, but I think there's so many great characters in here, all throughout the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the the two, what do you call them, nerd geeks that he meets? Yes. Up to, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, just those guys. That scene itself is almost standalone yeah. by itself. It's great with those characters. Yeah. Um, the geeks and, and just. Everyone from um, I thought it was good acting all around by everyone, and and it really enhanced the drama and and the comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I know like the general, the four star general in NORAD. At first, I I sort of like I, I felt like he is way too like I'm totally America, and <laughs> I'm going to do anything to protect this country. But as the movie progressed, he I really like he really grew on me. I enjoyed like yeah. how he. He, I, I think I had forgotten he was, he was actually more of the, 
Against it. Against, yeah, the Whopper taking over and how oh, yeah. how Whopper, Whopper taking over was ultimately a bad thing. And I, I, I've forgotten that. I felt like he was going to be the sort of more of an antagonist, and he definitely wasn't that as the movie pr- progressed. So I definitely liked him more and more. Uh, he has one of my favorite lines. And oh, it's what was that? kind of a... It's it's not the, the most... Uh, what do you call it? PC? The most, yeah, line where he says... Um, I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it would help. <laughs> so every time, like I have computer problems, or anything, <laughs> that line runs through my mind. I wrote down one of my favorites that he said. That was, I don't know if you want to trust the safety of our country to some silicone diode. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. He had so many good lines. Yes, yeah, he did. Um, another something else that maybe another thing I like that you. The way some of the characters mispronounce either intentionally or or unintentionally lines really tickled me. Like uh, Jennifer Ali Shee's character mispronounced mis uh, pronounces uh, traje- trajectory as trajectory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know, but it's great. <laughs> just add some nice color to the movie. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I think I oh know I have I have a one more thing before my classic maker. Do you guys have a lot more still? Mm, I I have a couple, but well, go go for it. Okay, Jenny. so a lot of my favorite things. I, it's a hard to not pick just scenes that I thought sure. that stuck out. Yeah, but um, we were talking about before how the beginning was really pow- You know, mm-hmm. the beginning opening credit scene was really powerful. My favorite part of that was when they replace. They're taking out the chairs and they're replacing the guys with the computer and like oh. setting it up. So the guys that are that had been working there, he like looks over at the box that had the you know like the break mm-hmm. this to get the code. Yeah, he yeah. looks at. He like grabs it and takes and it with him. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, fine, I'll take this with yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I missed that part. I remember him looking at the numbers. He just looks so upset. Yeah. Like he just yeah. was replaced, and he's like, "Fine, I'm bringing this along." Yeah. I didn't so quite take it like that. I just sort of I took it as he's just overall dejected. More I guess I'll. They won't need this, so I'll just take it out. Oh, but kind of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like your your take on it better. <laughs> Uh, Paul, did you have any others? I just have uh, the different characters listed, like each oh, okay. separate. Like I thought, Ali Sheedy was was just a joy and mm-hmm. just really fun to watch. And I thought uh, Matthew Broderick did a, a great. I mean, yeah, he's a little nerdy, but he also plays like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> he plays oh, totally. it really well. Yes. <laughs> Where he so, doesn't go to school for a week. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? What? I'm not wearing a shirt? Oh, wait, wait. What's going on here? Yeah, just so I so I just have the different actors listed out. I thought everyone did a good job. Well, bringing up those two. I mean, watching this again, first off, maybe I think I felt this way after Short Circuit that like, why isn't Ali Sheedy in more? She's so, so great to watch. But, uh, yeah. but She's I, in Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, she is. Yes. Um. And uh, but I really, I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, Paul. But I really love David and Jennifer's chemistry. I really felt like they they liked each other and they played it well in as like a high school romance. I, I really like that. You um, guys are gonna hmm. love my tragic maker. <laughs> I was about to say I you I don't know just I, wait. 
You don't know. Well, that's 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 interesting because actually, I that I'll have to what you just said, Francisco. I have something on the other side. All right, all right, fine, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and give us uh, your last one, uh, Danae, before your classic maker. (laughs) Okay, so my last one is an RC pterodactyl. Come on, it's awesome. That is pretty cool. Oh, that yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm like, I remember seeing that as a little boy, going, "I want that." And I remember seeing that two days ago, saying, "I want want that." that. (laughs) Who has an RC pterodactyl? It looked like he made it himself too. I was probably yeah. It was pretty great. That was my last one before my classic maker. All right, well, go ahead and give us your classic maker, Danae. Okay, so my classic maker was, and this this was from even before, like the first time I saw this movie, still stands. Oh wow, okay. I like the problem solving skills that are that he portrays in this movie. He's just so like intrinsic yeah, he's just so intrinsically great at seeing a situation Mm -hmm. and it just comes naturally to him, not just to get around things, but it's like he's curious and um he's not just doing it to be like a bad kid. He's just really curious and Mm -hmm. finds ways to get what he wants. So it's like the um so researching, like figuring out how to get the backdoor password, yeah. like researching Falcon and trying all the different things, um, getting through the locked door with the cassette deck. Yeah, the, getting yeah. a free call on the... Yeah, right. That was yeah. my... Yeah, with the soda tab. Yeah. Yeah, escaping with the tour group. And he's like standing at the bus as they're leaving. He's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, I just, the, I think it's just the problem solving skills I really liked. Yeah. I had this, I had this memory that when I was rewatching this and he was getting all, he was trying all the different passwords. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had a really old school computer growing up uh-huh. and somebody had given it to us with like three sets of the big floppy disk. Yeah. Not, not as big as the one he was using in but this the movie. three and a quarter inch? Uh, the five and a quarter. The five probably. and a quarter. Yeah, they were big. Yeah. Well, so we had, were there bigger ones? I thought that was the yeah, one he, he was using. Yeah, he had bigger ones. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. He, he had ones that's bigger than five and yeah. a quarter. Yeah. Oh, okay. So ours were like the size down. But we had like three decks of these. Wow. That yeah. we didn't know what all of them were. And some of the sleeves had passwords and some of them didn't. Oh, and I remember going through with my sisters and we were like, try, try different passwords. Like we'd try to mix and match the the sleeves on them to try and unlock these we found some really awesome computer games in there just like trial and error so i'm like remembering this childhood memory that i'd totally forgotten about like alley cats that was a great computer game i don't know if you know that one no i i don't recall it well i will maybe that's my new tube who knows (laughs) very old new tube but cool (laughs) very nice uh paul what is your classic maker for war games it's basically what you guys touched on before is the technology. But oh, okay. what was really cool to me is that it was so far ahead of its time. They were using modems like of 12 years before it was a common knowledge between mm-hmm. everyone else started using modems. Yeah. And it was all these things that all this technology that the general population had no idea. It's kind of like when watching, it's kind of like sci-fi, but it isn't, it's real. And then to watch, to know that that was so far ahead of its time for the common people. It's, it's really for the commoners. Yeah. For (laughs) us common folk. It's, it's really a mind trip. Yeah. There's both of you sort of touched on something that made me think of this as I go through, prepping for the show, I read a bunch of the trivia stuff to give you guys your trivial questions. And one of the things that popped out at me, and I couldn't think of a way to work it into an actual question for you guys, but apparently, um, I'm, I'm trying to look for it as we go, but 
this movie was used in a hearing before Congress yes. to say how um, computers need to be more uh, secure because look look at how people can just get in uh, who are just like kids. And I thought that was funny that that this was used as an example of that because, I mean, it, it shows I think the writers did a lot of research yeah, they um, did. Into how this all worked, and they also the same writers for the movie Sneakers with Robert Redford, yeah. um, which has a lot of this, a lot of similar hacking elements. So, mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up. <clears throat> Not my uh, my classic maker. My classic maker is actually a little a little deeper than you guys. Uh, so <laughs> Whoa. Pat myself on the back. <laughs> no, uh, maybe you won't think it is. I think this movie is a great primer for a discussion on whether you should just give up a fight just because you think it's futile. I mean, I hmm. I understand what they're saying with nuclear war when both sides are going to lose everything. I think that that definitely makes sense that that's futility, but I think I think it's real easy to think from from what this movie is saying that if you think you're going to lose the fight well, I might as well just not fight. It's it's not worth it. And I don't so, think that's the right way to approach things. I feel like sometimes it's worth fighting even if you're going to lose because it's better to to stand for something. Does that have, make sense? To have loved and lost than have never loved at all? Uh, sure. <laughs> or here's another exa- Here's a question for you, Francisco. Okay. What do you do in a Mexican standoff? Uh, get some nachos? <laughs> No. <laughs> you know what I mean where there's a group of you all pointing guns at each other where yes, it's clear like everyone's going to lose here so what do you do what do you do <laughs> I guess it depends on, on what I mean is it worth dying what you're what is killing the other people worth your you dying if it is then then shoot I suppose I guess it's okay yeah. How do you get out of a Mexican stand? I've seen too many movies. I should know that answer. They all, I, I feel like you, they all you like have lower backup. their guns, and you, then they all raise their guns, and they all lower their guns. Yes, yes. <laughs> pretty much everyone dies, or you have backup that gives you the edge. That's pretty much it from the movies I've seen. Because <laughs> movies, you know, it's real life. Real life. Yeah. Yep, 100%. <laughs> um, all right. So those are the things we loved most about... War games, and now we like to go to our Facebook group, which you can join at retrorewindpodcast.com slash group. And we like to post, hey, what do you guys, what do you all think about these movies and games we're covering? And here's what some of you had to say. Uh, former guest host Deborah Power said, Are you ready? Are you ready to play a game? Uh, Joshua, what are you doing? A question I ask myself many times. Because <laughs> her son's name is, is Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rachel Gabrielle uh, said, been a while since I've seen the movie, but in the movie Trainwreck, Matthew Broderick made a cameo and they said to him his best work was War Games and his reaction was a menacing smirk. He knows War Games is a great movie. The movie is mentioned throughout the book, Ready Player One. So it's safe to say War Games has made a cultural impact. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, Then longtime listener Ryan R. Jackson said... Didn't say that. Uh, said, I saw this movie at a much, at such a young age, I only remember bits and pieces. I do remember as a kid being scared of World War after seeing this movie. Indeed, Ryan. 
Tim Ippock said, It's comforting to know that the fate of the world is dependent on whether or not the 1980s computer can win a game of tic-tac-toe. Nice. <laughs> I've always liked this movie, even though it's a little silly. I would give it a nostalgic. And finally, Sayla Lynch said, Are you sure you wouldn't just prefer a good a good game of chess? I totally should have done that in the robot voice. Are you sure no, you fine. wouldn't just prefer a good game oh, of no. chess? That sounds like a weird accent. <laughs> Not computerized enough. The South will rise again, man. <laughs> <coughs> There's my uh, Southern. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that is Southern. <laughs> southern Pacific. Yeah. Southern, no, southern Atlantic. Gulf. But yeah. yes. Compared to here, but not to South America. That's a deep cut friend <laughs> reference for you all. Anyways, guys. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, your, for giving us your thoughts on War Games. Um, and you know what? Maybe we would prefer playing a chess, playing a game of chess over these elements of war games because these are the things that didn't work so well. Let's begin with moi. So, who's moi? When did we invite moi? Begin with me. Oh, you're French now. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> Francis- <laughs> Francisco does mean Frenchman. There you go. In the Latin or something. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway, all the drama, we, we, I think, I think, I don't know if Danae agreed, but me and Paul definitely liked the opening sequence that was very dramatic and a really great tension building. But I thought that all the, all the drama that that opening sequence built was totally squandered by the overly peppy music as when they were establishing NORAD. I just, that music was ridiculous. I felt like, I mean, I know with a few good men, um, they go from this dramatic, like they just killed someone, to this dun 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 dun. But that was as done we on purpose, as we said, it was done on purpose, and they were using actual uh, Philip K. Sousa, I think, music. It was like legit music that is probably played in the military. This was just like. I feel like the composer just said, no, I'll compose something then and use horns and brass mm-hmm. and it'll sound and doing a major key, it'll sound good. And it's, I just feel like it totally blows away and just not, not in a good way, just squanders that opening. Which what is, were you going to say tonight? I was going to say it's kind of strange because I feel like other times the score does is really good, but I'm, I'm trying to remember the opening sequence and I, I think I kind of remember it. It felt very 80s. When it did, mm. it was it was an abrupt transition, but mm-hmm. it it seems more common with '80s movies that I've seen, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like an overly peppy, maybe even not, maybe not like quite electronic, but yeah, it didn't sound synthesized so no. much, but um, but it, it just maybe it was its abruptness, but it it really it didn't fit the emotion. Yeah, uh, based on, from what it went to, and there was no. Later, I don't like in, like I just said with a few good men. There's a the reason they had that in the beginning. Mm. They they mentioned it and sort of they were able to give um, dimension or uh, grounding to some to some of the structure story structure later on. Whereas this is just like a throw it in. Mm. Um, but I'm curious, Danae. There's a lot you mentioned before. There's lots of A's things you liked about this movie. Was there anything you didn't like though? Hmm. Um. Maybe not specifically <clears throat> anything 80s. Okay. Can I just pick a different one? Yes. Okay. I was just hoping for a good like, segue, but anyway. I like all the 80s things. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So we, we like the the parents as characters, um, but I 
I had written down that I didn't like that they were totally checked out yeah. and they were just mm-hmm. extremely clueless. It almost was like detached, like they didn't care. But yeah. on the flip side, because so I didn't like that as for part of their character, but it was a completely necessary for the plot. So yeah. you wouldn't have been able to have the same plot or yeah. him being as independent mm-hmm. if they were like nagging parents like in Ferris Bueller where the parents are like checking on him all the time yeah if they were 100% knew what he was doing he wouldn't be the character he is in war games yeah absolutely that's why he's David and not Ferris yes there you go (laughs) uh Paul what's something you didn't like about this movie uh something I didn't like is I didn't quite see the female's role Ali Sheedy's character why she was into david romantically Hmm. i could see them like come across maybe as a friend but i didn't understand what's a girl like her doing with a guy like him he made a funny joke about the biology teacher that's true i know but there's more all right and i feel like there's guess she's that easy i don't know they have a commonality with that they both got f's on that test and he's being sweet and like i mean okay i guess I was going to say sweet in that he's willing to change her grade. But and how many guys out there are willing to change grades for girls? And you need a lot more than that. Not well, me, how many I guys can change grades yeah. for girls? And did that girls know it? Okay, listen up, guys. It's time for you to do your part. <laughs> no, we do not condone that. Please, if you if you get an F, you earn you earn the F. Don't cheat. Yeah. It's no good cheating. Cheaters yeah, never prosper. You- and if you earn that your ability to use foul language, you use it, right? Paul, will you let that die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, Get so all right, you know what? So that that was something that I've said before, the whole language thing. Something else that bothers me usually in movies is kids that don't listen to authority. Yeah. Get ready for the flip side of that. Because <laughs> And this is going this guy off. Listen to authority too much. What, no, this is similar going off what Danae said as well. I really don't like it in movies when adults don't listen to the kids in the movie. I mean, and they are just projecting all these adult motivations onto kids when it seems, I mean, from my perspective, of course, the kid's just going to want to try to get access to all the games. He doesn't have this ulterior motive of. I mean, it's just this big mistake, and I don't know why they are so clueless to that. Um, it's it doesn't like, matter. He broke the law. He knew that it wasn't a game <clears throat> company. He knew it was military and when he went to see the geeks, oh, and he was well, like, I, I want to play those games. Yeah, but they're thinking that he, he's... A, he's a Russian working sympathizer or working with someone, and he's... Yeah. I mean... And they're not willing to listen to him no matter how he tries to explain it. And I feel like Well, that- if he was working with somebody, he would be denying it. You got to think about it from their perspective, too. No, I don't. Uh, because okay. <laughs> the, the movie isn't told from their point of view. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. <laughs> um, Danae, you made a motion while uh, I went in. Or, do you disagree? No, you stole one of my biggest ones. Oh, okay. But I, will, I, I didn't want to interject because I'll extrapolate on it later. All right. Well, extrapolate on it? Well, it's my tragic maker. Oh, okay. Then yeah. <laughs> go ahead, though, since we're here. Okay. You want me to do a different one? No, no, no. No, no, no. You no, can no, just top, share bring your, up your tragic oh, maker. Okay. I so that was one of my big ones was it wasn't just that they weren't listening to him it's that 
all of the adults. I don't think there was any adult in the movie that um, didn't underestimate him or any of the kids. Except for were, Falcon, I feel like. by the Yeah, end, by he, the he end. He was okay, trying to shoot you're him right. away. You're right. Okay. So, but I, most of the other adults. So, teachers, yeah. anybody, anybody at NORAD, mm-hmm. um, his parents, they're very dismissive, especially like McKittrick when, you know, he has him. McKittrick's, I think, the guy that is pushing for Whopper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he, you know, when he's kind of all buddy buddying up with David yeah. and then is like, no, what's your real plot? And yeah. I don't believe you. There's no way. Just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like that. Then nobody really took him seriously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just trying to help. I'm just, you know, yeah. that, that bothered me. It, it totally. made, it did make him I, have yes. to struggle more for yeah. like the save the day. That's true. But it just, it didn't really uh, cement the whole like respecting young adults. Yeah. I mean, it, there needs to be like a, a mutual respect and yes. say like, obviously he's smart. I mean, if he hacked into this computer, yeah. we should probably not leave him in a room with computer because he's not a stupid little boy. Exactly. I mean, I could see, I mean, I could see how his parents may not respect him because they've grown up with him. They know he's, he, they for, don't understand. For, from their perspective, he's a screw up, even though he's this brilliant kid and probably mm-hmm. just is not challenged enough in the areas he want, he, he right. prefers. Just doesn't take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. Or doesn't close the lid completely. Yeah, I think go. that's what it was. There you go. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. But I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. That Jeez. was my, that's my tragic maker was. That's a good one. I felt bad for him. I agree. Uh, Paul, what was something you didn't like? Unless you're to your tragic maker as well. Well, you mentioned my tragic maker already. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that a lot. I'm firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, nothing else is coming into mind. Um, oh, something stupid. Okay. If the very, you know, that big dramatic scene that we said that we liked, you and I liked in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. If it was just a test, why are the missiles going off? Yeah. Well, I so I thought about that, and I wonder if it was like a canned footage. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It was just well, like... Well, according... And then I wrote that down, and then I listened to the commentary, and they said, oh. actually, we know that... that And the writers didn't have that in there. The missiles were going off. The oh. director added it later, and okay. he said, I know it doesn't make sense, but it's supposed to foreshadow so that when, like, later when they do go off, you're already expecting that. Oh, it's it's to help point. build the yeah. drama. Mm-hmm. So he said, I know it doesn't make sense, but, uh, but, but I wrote movie. it down before the director <laughs> said that. So okay. there, director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you could explain that way with, yeah, this was a pre recording or something. But yeah, I, since they, can't, they didn't say that, then yeah, just bet on them. Uh, something else that's silly from my perspective is I feel like that science teacher in the beginning, he seemed like he had the makings of a good teacher. He just seemed really engaged and want and yeah. it's kind of funny, but I, I just didn't like his public shaming. I felt like that's yeah. where he dropped the I ball. I agree with that. Yeah. That's not okay, dude. Let me show you my list right here where you're okay. basically reading all of the things <laughs> that I wrote down. That was the top of my list. That was the next one I was going to say. That's funny. That's too weird. Did you ever have an experience like that in Never. Up today? Or well or Paul? I don't oh. 
One time, the one time I got detention in middle school, uh-huh. it was I I had been chewing gum before school, uh-huh. and I forgot to I forgot to spit it out. And my uh, seventh grade health teacher walked over to me while we were like watching a video in class and just handed me a detention slip. Ugh. And I was traumatized. Oh. Yeah, that was my. Well, that's how you learn. I know. I know. And I was not a gum chewer either. It was just like we had it in the car and just spaced it. And I was like, not even a bad kid. Never had detention before. That's yeah. so sad. Uh, that made me think of this wasn't as public. I mean, I'm not sure. I guess if people were looking at me, they would have known it was at me. But maybe it was just me. I, I don't know. But okay, so I was in did you say you oh you're in health class? Mm-hmm. I was in home ec, the the sewing. <laughs> My portion mom of taught it home ec. Oh really? Yeah. And I, they that had sounds like an insult. <laughs> Your mom taught home ec. <laughs> no, my mom taught home ec. She did. <laughs> this is my story, guys. Come on. Uh so oh, they had someone coming in to talk about skincare, I guess. And I was like in the back row, and I don't remember being a super like uh uh What's it like a joker in rowdy class or kid. a rowdy kid? Or, uh, that was not me, but I. So I was in the back of the class, and this person was just talking about skin, and I just I could I was so bored, and I was I was showing it visibly, like I was pulling my cheeks and just look going like you can't see it if you're listening, but I'm like have my hands on my cheeks and pulling my face down, and just like oh why am I here? And the the speaker said something about. And you want to make sure you don't pull on your cheeks because that will uh, create wrinkles or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> I like my hands dropped and I'm like, oh. But did anyone else but notice? I don't exactly. know. I don't oh, remember. Only, only personal you know shame. But since then, since then, I've always kept that in the back of my mind. I had to be respectful of the people that I'm listening to. I just, there I can't. There you go. I, because they're up there for a reason. If I don't want to be here and like I don't have to be here, then I should just leave. I don't need to be like yeah. You hear that, podcast listeners? Bye bye. <laughs> I don't understand. Am I supposed to be leaving now or because no, the podcast listeners are. Oh oh, <laughs> or they me. don't. They don't have to be here. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see. Me neither. I got. Bye, right. Alice. So that's the end of story time for Francisco and Danae. Uh <laughs> Let's get back to war games. Uh, what's something else uh, you didn't like, Paul? Paul has left the building. I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. Oh. I have a couple more then. I do too. No, I'll just switch back and forth. We got Well, he's going to say the same thing that you already oh, well, have. Oh, that's true. Well, Maybe then, I should go uh, first. Yes, you go first. Today. Right. What's something else you didn't like? Okay, so I, t- I touched on this before because you actually really liked Jennifer as a character. Yep. And uh, I think you did too, Paul. You liked yes. Ali Sheedy. Okay. So, I just didn't understand why she was so... Yes. So I think I said, I'm going to side with that, but I'm going to take it a step further. So yeah. I like her as an actress. And yeah. in this movie, she really she really bothers me. Really? And I think, and I, huh. I, I want to like her, but I think it's because... So she starts the movie and she's nice and she's likable and she's just being like happy. Uh-huh. Um. But then she gets mad at him for changing her grade and there's like that awkward moment and uh-huh. she comes back all manipulative and she's like, uh. oh, you're going to change my grade. I shouldn't have done that. Ha ha ha. And I, I didn't like her change in personality huh. and um, it didn't seem like she really, she kind of just stayed that 
spacier version of her. And I mean, they made a good team and it was, it was nice to have for him to have somebody to kind of go on the adventure and she was Mm -hmm. a good problem solver and good encourager, Mm -hmm. but she, she was not really that much with the character development. He, he seemed like he had more of a journey than she did. I I would agree with that aspect of it, but I, I don't know. I I found her charming. I mean, that's just, no, I agree with Danae on that. That's fine. Her, her observation I, on that. Like, well, and then when she actually, when he was, you know, the computer was busy dialing all the numbers uh-huh. and she'd come back and he's like, well, I already changed it. And she's like, oh, well, what'd you change it to? And he's like, um, I gave you an A. And she's like, oh, well, that's okay then. But then the day before she was upset with a D. So I'm just like, yeah. what? Well, I think she Women was worried about minds. really getting in trouble. And then she's like, I eh, feel like it would be more trouble if you went from an F to an A. That, yeah, I was surprised yeah, right. that she was just like, oh, well, that's okay then. I don't know. She just had this like flippant personality. Well, you know she has enough like. money to just buy a plane ticket. So maybe she doesn't uh, care. She's just right. made of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and drive to Oregon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was on my list. They mispronounced does, or does Salem have an airport? Uh, probably, yeah, it does. Municipal. Okay, I'm yes. like, why is he flying to Salem? A, okay, yeah, why not? Good There's a PDX. restaurant there that's called like uh, Flight Deck. Okay, I've eaten there. Good to know. Yeah, I have not. Yep. Uh, okay, something I didn't like. Speaking of planes, so the general, I forget his name, general, the four star general guy, he says, let's scramble some F 16s to go check if these Russian bombers are coming. But the film, the the planes that they show are F-15s, not F-16s. Oh, no. What's up with that? Come they on. They couldn't get it. It well, was then, out of their budget. Then just say F-15. <laughs> then just say F-15s. <laughs> one more number. <laughs> um, Those so, are a different location. Paul, There's all you, kinds you don't have of an argument. Open. They had film for F-15s. All they have to do is change the dialogue to say F-15s. Or get stock footage. Or get different stock footage, yes. Bam, Paul, he's bam. Got, he's got nothing. <laughs> he has a mic, he can <laughs> drop it. <laughs> go, so go again, Danae. Okay, so I think my my last one was, why did they have a tour group at NORAD? Pre-9-11? They do. Why? I, and they're they, like not a general tour group, but a VIP tour group. It was like City of Birmingham. I'm like, yeah, because Ew. the director came from Birmingham okay. and wanted it to. Oh, was that in the commentary? Oh, uh, so I'm. I mean, it, it, yeah, you course. need it for the plot element of him being able to escape with the tour group. Mm-hmm. But yes. I, maybe it's m- more of my perspective now of security. But you have like this um, in the mountain vaulted, you know? Yeah, and I'm like. And they just have this random tour group that's walking around and sitting at the security desk and pushing mm-hmm. buttons. I'm like, that that doesn't seem very realistic. And, and that's another thing. I'm like, she. Oh yeah, just press this button here. Yeah. Bam, bam. Welcome, oh, oh, city of Birmingham. Yeah, just just kidding, just kidding, guys. I'm like, oh, that's don't <laughs> not mess funny. around with that. That's crazy. It was very contrived. But it's yeah. funny that Maybe it's not right. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dumb military humor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Then my last thing before, uh, my tragic maker is it seems a little ridiculous that, all right. So this is referring to when, uh, David's sort of communicating with Joshua or slash with the Whopper. It seems really ridiculous that Falcon would have programmed his computer to ask questions twice 
just to like seem more real. Like he, he was a, mm. uh, I want to play thermonuclear war. Are you sure you don't want to play a game of chess? Yes, game? I want to play a game of chess. See, that like, hits on something that I forgot that I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. It's like he already, Joshua the computer, already learned not to play the game. That's why when he mm. says, let's play it, he's like, are you sure you'd rather not play a game of chess? But No, let's do it. Okay. But chess was his favorite game. With the boy with prof- was. Well, no, with Professor Falcon. That's like the That was what they played all the time. Right? No, oh. he played tic-tac-toe, the boy. No, 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 no I meant no. the computer. The actual computer, oh. Joshua. Yeah. And Professor I Falcon, know. I thought that was like their game, and so that's uh, why maybe. he was like nostalgic maybe. about it. But also, I agree with uh, Francisco. It's like how you type in the computer is is it seemed AI, way advanced AI mm-hmm. for that time, instead of... No, how about we play thermo? No, you would just say play thermonuclear war. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't use sentences and yeah, question exactly. marks and things yeah. like that. So that that kind of bothered me. I'm like, well, is this advanced AI? Because they're not saying it is, but I think it is. Or are they that far ahead even more? It's really a guy inside the Whopper. Oh, okay. Yeah. In a Whopper. Yeah. Would you like cheese with that? <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's talk about things we thought were the cheesiest about war games, i.e. our tragic makers. Let's begin with Danae. I already did mine. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was it again? Oh, yeah, kids not, or adults not, not listening to kids. Yeah, underestimating yeah. kids, yeah. Uh, Paul, what was yours? Uh, you mentioned the beginning music. Mine was the music in general all throughout. <laughs> there was, the best parts is when there was no music. There was really <laughs> dramatic. I mean, in the beginning, you're right. They have band marching music. I mean, come on for the tiles. In the end, about halfway through, they introduce a harmonica. And it's like, okay, this is this music would have been good for the movie Maverick, but not this. And then it ends on that stupid music. And it's mm. like you're watching a TV show or something. It really brings it down. Instead of it's, it has a great ending and then the music just Paul. totally plummets Paul. all the way down let me, let me and it's stop ridiculously you. dumb. Let me stop you there. Because that's my tragic maker too. Oh my gosh, oh, what is no. up with this stupid music? It's like, I guess they wanted to bookend the movie with bad music. Because it's, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeanette, you no, said you liked parts no, no, of it. There but, are good points in it, I think, as a whole, I would agree. Well, yeah, And I would agree with Paul, the points of the movie without music <laughs> were probably the best because <laughs> it's just, it spoiled this movie for me, it's just like, I think, I think the parts that I remember liking, and I'll have to go back and listen, <laughs> is when they get to Goose Island, Oregon. Just want to reiterate <laughs> that. When they get to the island, I remember there being a anywhere. little bit more, um, I don't know, better better fitting music for the scene. See, there even parts- then, that's when the harmonica music oh, picked up. Wow. And it's really? like it was with the helicopter like emotional no, and all that. And oh, no, oh. and they're on the boat over to uh, it. Really? Island. Okay, I'll go back and listen. Maybe my version is maybe they changed the score. No, maybe mine is no, because I better. even turned to my wife and I said, <laughs> "Oh, this is ridiculous," and she said, "No, it's supposed to be romantic because they're hooking up." And it's like, no. <laughs> so okay, there there are points of the music though that I felt for the '80s fit fit the scene emotion 
But there I'm are a lot of places. I'm not saying Hans very... Zimmer should do this with the. Dun, 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 you can't compare it music, to today's symphonic scores. Exactly. But let's throw in some well, um, orchestral on, in there. Come on, now, guys. That was not Our... the style of the movie, well, though. It should have been. No. Back to the Future was only two years after. I mean, they could have done something more orchestral. And, and I think you it were thinking about Star Wars that came out like five years before oh, yeah. this. No. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, I... they didn't have budget for John Williams. I'm sure they, they had budget for Alan John Williams. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I saw the name of the composer as it came on the the title the title credits, and I'm like, I don't recognize yeah. that name. But <gasps> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna become John Williams, <laughs> and people yeah. would hire me to write their music You're just like, on my name alone. Yeah. I thought. I thought. So I thought you were taking something <laughs> from The Simpsons, like that was uh, someone Mr. Burns hired. But no, that was L. Spielberg or. Uh, Esteban Spielbergo or something, wasn't it? <laughs> something like that. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think I hated the music as much as you guys right, did, well, but I, I, I can agree with certain parts. It just totally ruined the movie. Oh, wow. The yeah, movie. It, not, no, I agree. It's, it's not That's good. pretty strong, Paul. Well, It the ruined the is, movie. It well, the it's hamstrung movies. The whole movie, movie is, is based on like how it ends, and that and how music it begins, yeah. is just like... It's just like the Karate Kid. It is just like terror, or what it was. <laughs> no, we, the Karate Kid had good music. Some, yeah, did it? Or there's yeah. some '80s movies where it's like, and then the A ending music 80s. just like totally ruins it. It's like, what the? Did you say I the ending Teen music or one, the music? The end music is the ending music. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, pretend it didn't we happen. We have a great <laughs> high, the and then it's it. like a. Great low. A lot of, I think a lot of movies do that when they get like a really bad pop song for the end. That ruins it for me. And you know, I think this could have because I'm dancing out more dated if they chose like more soundtrack music, which I don't remember any really in this. But you mean orchestral? No, no soundtrack. Soundtrack like like pop music, Mm -hmm. like rock. It's always all that. It's always a way to like bump up their soundtrack sales. Like, oh, we got this pop (laughs) singer. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, all that, all that to say, now we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. It's the moment of truth. Do we rate War Games a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether you've seen it before or not. Uh, nostalgic, we'd only recommend people who have seen this before to see it again. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one watch this. Even if you've seen it before as a kid, it's not worth watching again. And if you haven't seen it before, go watch something else because it's not worth your time. Uh, let's begin with our guest host today. How do you rate War Games? I definitely rate this as a classic. Awesome. And cool. I do recommend what? it to people. All right. Yeah. Even with its bad, bad music. All right. And the people I recommended it to also liked it. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we have empirical data. There Very nice. Uh, all right. Paul, how do you rate War Games? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I was looking out the window looking for the imperial data or whatever she said. Imperial data, Paul. Look it up. What? No. <laughs> Would you just give me a rating? Oh, you know, a while back I decided to watch this movie and I got bored of it and I turned it off. Oh, really? So, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So long. It's been over ten years since I've tried to watch it. And oh, that's a I real while back. Okay, loved it. Oh, this really? Time around. 
So um, based on this watching, I'd rate it a classic because it's really engaging most of the time. Despite the do music. You, yeah. <laughs> do you think, yes. what do you think made you bored of it the last time? I don't know, but I certainly can understand why people rate it nostalgic mm-hmm. because of that. Um, yeah. It's just like, well, it's dated. Yeah. It's very much dated. So if you don't think of it as a time or a period piece, then mm-hmm. you can be like, what? What? Who yeah. cares? Yeah. <laughs> but like we sense. talked about, you kind of like put that in its own category. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can it sometimes. I don't know yeah. about this one, though, guys, because I rate War Games a classic oh, as well. Miss classic. <laughs> like yeah. The worst fake out. Oh, Not wow. Not even. Wow. Got no respect here. Got no respect. And um, you're surprised by this? By uh yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. I I mean I would I feel like I'd buy I'd go buy this movie now if the music wasn't as bad as it is. I oh, just come on. I'm so it's frustrated. I'm so frustrated by it. I, this it could have been not that bad. This could have been up up there with I'll tell you what, you hired John Billions to do (laughs) uh, a separate MP3 track for you. I know that you happen to know a composer, too. You could just get him to compose an all-new track for this movie. Jamie? Yeah, just for you to watch. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. Actually, that isn't a bad idea. That's pretty good. Can you fix this for me? You would need the original um, just audio only. Otherwise, you'd hear the... The previous music the and the new, yeah. You need it untracked. Yeah, thank yeah. you, untracked. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you can contact the director. Oh yeah, yeah. John Bedham, I'm sure will be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> or MGM or whoever owns the rights now. Uh, Bad ham. <laughs> anyway, so <From> Birmingham. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yes, despite the music, this is definitely an enjoyable movie. I would recommend anyone go out and watch it. Um, and with that, the Retro Rewind podcast rates War Games a unanimous classic movie. Go and pick this one up and watch it again. Oh, good. I'm glad it wasn't a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a thermonuclear bomb. Uh, okay, Alice, would you please engage in YouTube for us and bring us back to our own time? Good old 2016. YouTube systems engaged. What's new on our tube? Do we have a new movie? Any new movies? Books? Comic books? Um, mm. Manuals? Uh, any type of book that we've been... <laughs> Please say someone has <laughs> brought a manual as their new tube. Uh, anything that's, I brought anything? my automatic instead of my manual. Oh my gosh, contemporary that's uh, new on our tube. Let's start with Danae. Okay, so actually somebody from the Facebook comments had mentioned it. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the book Ready Player One. I know, Christy, it's on my, yeah. it's on my it's, to read list. It's but. really great. So we read it over last summer. There's a group of us that read it, and it was kind of a, a random pick. Probably mm-hmm. not something I would have known to pick up. Uh-huh. And it was, it's probably on my list of top favorite books. Oh, cool. Totally. I mean, it's it's sci fi, kind of an adventure story. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it has so much 80s pop culture, video game references. I knew enough from watching 80s movies since uh-huh. I was like end of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's really, even for people who don't know it, 
there's there's enough um, plot line that you can follow along and you still just get wrapped up in the story. Oh, cool. It's really good. So actually, I, uh, Travis started reading it the last uh, couple days and he's totally sucked into the plot. Nice. So the reason that I thought of it for my new tube was because there's a whole scene and I don't want to spoil too much of it. Where mm, I didn't even describe <laughs> the plot. You can look There's at a that. scene. Okay. That there's enough a scene said. in the you book. Don't need to spoil. There's a scene in the book where the main character basically has to act out the entire movie of war games. Well, now I don't need to read the book. Either. No, Might it's, as well just, I know the whole plot now. A, it's a chapter in the book. It's a, it's a challenge he goes through. You spoiled so, the whole chapter for me? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to, because everybody in this kind of uh, post-apocalyptic society has, um, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to win this ch- challenge. They're finding this these hidden Easter eggs, kind of in this virtual second life sort of okay. situation. I should probably read a plot. It's really difficult to describe, but um, anyway. So he's they're looking for all these clues, uh-huh. and so because the creator of the Second Life was so into the eighties, like he was from, he grew up in the eighties. Uh-huh. So everything, all the clues and all of the challenges are based on eighties pop culture and video games. Oh, okay. So cool. the this challenge he does is like he has to recite all of David Lightman's lines from War Games. He is David Lightman uh, okay. in War Games, and he has to do all of his lines. It's really great. Cool. That's Very a nice. Long description. <laughs> no worries. I'll probably edit out the spoilers. Gosh. It's it's at the beginning. <laughs> oh, I oh, didn't say it? how it comes in. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Cool. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Is it safe now? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what's new on YouTube? Um. Oh, recently listened to the book uh, Creative Inc. Okay. And it's about basically the the story of Pixar. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And then how and then when Disney took over and basically their their philosophies and and such and it's really good for people who are going into management or leadership positions, but uh-huh. um it it kinda gets a little technical and and uh there are some parts where it gets boring. But uh <laughs> Uh, but overall, I think it, it's really good. I'd I'd recommend it if you're interested in the history of uh, Pixar or and or Disney animation. Cool. Does uh, John Lasseter read it? No, the I believe the author does. It's oh. not. It's oh. the um, the president uh, of uh, the I guess, United uh, States. No, of Disney Animation now. John Lasseter is the creative yeah, director, director, yeah. but he's like the I forget his name. Darn it! Well, you look it up while I give yeah, my new I'll tube since you won't ask me what my new tube is. Well, uh, I won't ask you what. what uh, what's yeah, your yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> I finally got around to seeing Jurassic World. Mm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. with Parks and Rec. What? Jurassic Parks and Rec. Oh, gosh. That was a stretch. That was a bit. No, it's what? Jurassic World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, no, with um, with Star-Lord in it. Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was in Parks and... Okay, yeah. there's the... I wasn't getting that. <laughs> I was like, what character? I was thinking of Amy Poehler. I was thinking of... Rashida not Jones. A, yeah, not, not Chris Pratt. Okay, thank you, Paul. Yes. Um, so I saw that, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. 
Uh, I'd still probably rate the first and second one as better, but it, I, I, I was worried it was going to be kind of lame, but I was pleasantly surprised. First one is definitely better. Mm-hmm. All right, good. I'm glad we're of the same <laughs> mind about that. Can I All give... Right, cre- oh. oh, go ahead. Nope. What? Nope. Nope what? Oh, oh, did you want to spoil no. Jurassic World 2? No. <laughs> just see. Right. Just see. <laughs> I had a totally I different. A I had time. a totally different thing. So I'm gonna let Paul say what he was gonna say. No, I was gonna go back to mine and say that Creative oh, Inc. Yeah. is uh, written by Ed uh, Kemmelt, oh, and with the help of Amy Wallace, and uh, I believe he does the voice. Um, anyway, the narration. So, mm. Yeah, the voice of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say tonight? In the theme of rewinding, because uh-huh. it's a retro rewind. Oh, so I'm going to go back to my new tube, and I'm going to say you should read the book between now and next year. because Oh, that's the movie, what I was going to ask. The that's movie right, is coming yeah. out in 2018. I thought it was maybe going to be next year, but I just checked, and it's 2018. But Steven Spielberg is directing, so you know it's going to be good. And and who's going to be doing this, the music, Paul? John Williams. No, John Williams. Like, no, they're really? not going to hire me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they that's released I, who's doing the why score. I yet. brought that up, Paul. Jeez, come on, come on. They have oh, a few. So I set you up, and you totally botched it. But here's Danae, Here's my concern. Mm. We all know the book no. is better. <laughs> John Williams is signed on to be the composer. Oh, See what? Sorry, you just lost a job, John Billions. <laughs> I'm Don't really worry. excited now. I'm like triple excited from what I was just about five minutes ago. Okay, we all know in general the book is always better than yeah. the movie in general. So read read the book now, and then you can enjoy it for like a whole year. True, but then, then you won't you it. not enjoy the movie? I don't think so. I think I'll still want to see it. It's no, 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 no. Wanting to see it is yeah. different than enjoying it. I don't know. It's if I if I've read it long enough before a movie comes out it's still i think i can still keep the characters in my mind like harry potter like i read all those books way before the movies and i can still envision how i pictured the characters versus the movie characters i think paul's worried about reading it right on the cusp of seeing the movie so read it now yeah i think a year will give you enough um, leeway paul simon Pegg is going to be in it oh cool yeah so they they only have like Four people listed on IMDb so far that they've signed up. Okay. But apparently they were trying to get Gene Wilder to play one of the major characters. Okay, this is going to sound horrible. I didn't realize Gene Wilder was still alive. Uh-huh, yeah, I didn't so. either. This I was just about a, to say. This is a trivia. Oh, yeah, he's really old. Yeah. Anyway, hmm? again in the theme of re-rewinding, <laughs> I want to go back to Oh, it isn't narrated episode. by Ed Colt. <clears throat> Uh, Ked Moult. It's narrated by Peter Al Schumer, but he does sound like a guy who, who wrote it. But so the narration is good on Creative Inc. Thank you, Master Interrupter. Anyway, what I was going to say was back in episode 85 on was Team that, Fortress Classic. Episode? That was the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, my YouTube was on the anime Attack on Titan. And I. during that, in that, I said, I don't really know why I'm watching it. It's kind of like. The main character is annoying. Okay, if you are in that same boat, like you started Attack on Titan, get to episode, I forget if it's five or six. It's the episode when he graduates from his academy thing. Spoiler. After that, (laughs) 
it gets good. It picks up, and now it's like a, a, a I guess, a ver- TV series version of a page turner. Like every episode is like cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. I'm like, ah, it's it's Paul and really? I, Paul, okay. Paul and I have this thing where we used to watch Smallville. Mm, I used to watch Smallville. Oh, cool. And I, like af- inevitably, after most episodes, I'd say I would be like, I hate this show because yeah. of like either Lana and 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 Clark are having a never off dynamic, never resolving, and it's just so yes. frustrating. And so it's that perpetual, like, I, I want closure, but you're not giving me closure. And so I have to keep watching so I can get closure. And and so so this anime has done a similar thing. But it's it's actually new things that I'm not expecting keep happening, which makes it really interesting. So, and the character, the main character. frustrated? No. So I, that you want to watch the show or leaves you like, oh, this is good. I want to see the next one. Yeah, yeah. This is good. It's like, why does this have to be so good? And I had to go to bed. Dang it. Um, so. Okay. And this is called Attack on Titan? Attack on Titan. And, and oh, and here's a, here's a pro tip. Go to crunchyroll.com. Sign up for a free 14-day trial so you can burn through the 27 episodes without ads because the ads are super annoying. Oh, my gosh. Um, but just sign up for the free trial. You know, cancel it. Just like a Hulu free trial or a Netflix free trial. Who? I think I think if you have plenty of time, I, I would expect you have plenty of time to get through all 27 episodes oh, in yeah. that 14-day trial. have time for that? <laughs> By <laughs> 27? Well, they're only twenty four minutes each. Though. Oh, okay. And and if you skip the Without intro power. and outro music, you're like twenty minutes oh, or something. Really Golden. powering. <laughs> yeah, you can watch the whole series. In that an hour. outro music <laughs> is Plus probably terrible. Actually, actually, I like. They've had they have two intro music. I guess oh. I don't know if this was shown over two years, but they changed halfway through, and I kind of see why they did. But um, given what happens in the overall plot. Spoiler. See? I like the the first music. I think a bit better, but I can't remember because the second music has ingrained itself in mm-hmm. me. Now I can only think of that. So you don't hate all music. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, nice. I don't hate all music. Just music by John Billy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, go and see Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, even though I said eh, you may not want to in last episode. All right, now that we've gotten all that extra supersized YouTube out of the way, let's move on to our uh, announcements and feedback. Alice, please bring that up for us. Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. Wow, I was not expecting that. Uh, and yes, we could hear that, Paul. Um, all right. So Again. just want to remind you to go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote to, to vote up and down the movies you want us to cover or don't want us to cover. Uh, we've had some, a few couple, a couple new ones on the suggestion of uh, Sailor Lynch. Uh, I added Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So if those, uh, oh come pra- on, everyone knows those are classics. <laughs> I when we, when I was watching I this, may disagree with one of those mm. or both of them. <laughs> what was that, Danae? Oh, I was I was wondering if those were ones that you guys had done when I was watching War Games. I was going to go back and look oh. at some of the old episodes. We but have not done wow, either of those. Yet. There's too many, too many good retro rewinds. That 
Yes, indeed. Go listen to the whole catalog. You can burn. The, just sign up <laughs> just for so a quick. Patreon, and you can just burn through. So all these quick. It's only an hour plus a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Uh, but that's that's the only announcement we have uh, right now. Now we got want to get to feedback. First, we got some feedback uh, from our sponsor for this episode, Sayla Lynch. She said. I tend to listen to you guys when something is stressing me out in life, and your podcast always makes me smile and leaves me in a more lighthearted mood. Thanks. Although my one request is more Brad Pack. Cheers. And so you requested it, and we added it. Unfortunately, I have not seen like Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles or some of the other ones. So you only get probably only going to get and that one. Yes, you're probably only get going to get Ferris Bueller and breakfast club but hopefully that'll suffice uh <clears throat> now on to facebook uh christopher battles referring to our jumanji episode retro rewind podcast.com slash 84 he said uh, fun episode i agree the spiders were so cheesy and much of the cgi does not hold up Yes, that's yes. something we commented on extensively in Jumanji. And then uh, Sayla Lynch also wanted to say about Jumanji, listen to this last night. Jumanji exceeds expectations. Must watch again soon. So I think she disagreed with us a little bit, but that's totally fine. Then on No, I agreed with her. Ha <laughs> uh, Then on Twitter, a longtime listener, Rachel, uh, said, Unsolved Mysteries gave me so many nightmares as a kid. Although it scared me, I loved watching it. And I kind of felt the same way about Unsolved Mysteries, (laughs) Rachel. Glutton for punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I never remember that one episode with the eye on the TV and the guy wakes up in the old old west. But anyway, then uh, Diego, who's at a Latina lawyer on Twitter, he says, uh, endearing... It's endearing that Paul says, I'll wait until it's out on video in regard in reference to movies. Though to be fair, DVDs do mean digital video discs. Because yes. so often, I mean, you could say Blu-ray now, you could say get digital copy. It is I guess it is kind of an They're old timey term to well, yeah, I Even guess. Even the ones sense. out on uh, theater, it's a video. Well, isn't it it used to be film though? It didn't yeah, used but not to be anymore. video. It's, well, isn't never mind. Let's not get into it. Oh, well, you guys let's. are dumb. The first thing I would do is go right through Falcon's Maze. <laughs> that was great. That was really good. I was I wanted to pull one of his lines earlier, but I can't think of any of them. So good job, Paul. Uh, if you so thank you to everyone that left us feedback, and if you'd like to leave us feedback on this or any other episode, the best places to do it are in the comments for the show notes page for this one. Uh, or our Facebook group, which again you can join by going to re- by going to retrorewindpodcast dot com slash group. Now, before we head back to Nav Point Omega, Paul. Why, thank you, Francisco. Next time we're <laughs> going back to the year nineteen ninety three for the movie Son in Law. <laughs> but until then, we filmed that our alma mater. It's our alma mater. Really, you went there. We went to see Son. Did he? Does he go to CSUN? Yeah, the, See, it's the, been so long since I've seen this. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, they don't go to CSUN, but they use our buildings for their campus, like oh. one of the the English buildings well, or something. Used in everything. Well, yes, of course, it's an awesome library. But uh, but I think it's one of the journalism or uh, or English uh, 
buildings, class buildings, was used as the dormitories. Uh, I mean, you see them drive up their truck. I'm like, you can't drive your truck there. What are you doing? So, uh, okay. Well, that should apparently be I remember I this remember. a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've seen this since I've been to CSUN. <laughs> Okay, anyway, anyway, until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, and support us through Patreon and PayPal. And you can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, www.anything.com. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. It's not a porn site. Anyway, oh. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com, where I have all my social media links. And... Um, Thank you for hosting, Francisco. <laughs> and thank you, Paul, for co-hosting, being an awesome gentleman, even though you interrupt me verily. Uh, and a good good friend, good, you know, all, all, the, all the good stuff. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, you bet. And I want to say uh, another thank you to Danae for coming back to the show. It was awesome having you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. I was really excited for this one. Oh, good. I'm, uh, yeah, it was, I was so excited because... We like it's getting closer and closer to record day and didn't have anyone. So it was awesome that you both wanted to do it and you're able to do it. So thank you. Danae, is there any place online you'd like people to be able to find you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, Falcon's Maze. No, <laughs> no, I'm just normal. I'm found on Facebook just normally. Okay. If you want to, you can friend me. Sweet. Danae Berg. I'm also in the Retro Rewind podcast Facebook group, so you can find me there. Yes, indeed. Uh, cool. Well, uh, you can find me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX, and I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening and subscribing, supporting and just sharing the podcast with your friends, it makes a big difference. And it, it it's just, we, we love your interaction so much. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind ba 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 podcast. What was that? Yeah. Try to spice it up. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to next point, Omega, and return to base. There's clearly echo, not reverb. Oh, Jeez. Mr. Potato Head! Mr. Potato Head! <laughs> Shall we play a game? How about a good game of chess? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>